Hello and welcome. This may be a place you've been many times, or this may be your first time. And either way, this is a brand new moment. So connect to your presence, open your heart, and get curious as I share real life experiences, practices, and organic medicine that will help you expand into your higher self. Because if we're not growing towards the light, we're dying in the darkness. And I'm here to tell you, you were born to live. Together, we will plant seeds, pull weeds, lean into shadows, and tend to our soil, giving us the nourishment that we need to root down and find the power within to be our most authentic self so that we may receive all the abundance that awaits us. Are you ready? Okay, here we grow. Hello, you beautiful being of light. Welcome, welcome back. Welcome to this space, welcome to this time, welcome to this moment. It is truly an honor to arrive here in this portal with you as it has been some time since I recorded almost three months to the day. Yikes. (laughs) I have missed this so much and I have been navigating a large amount of things through my life, through my day, through my journey. So much overwhelm, so many breakthroughs, so many breakdowns, a true death, rebirth, and transformation is happening within me. And today is the day that I get to share my heart with you. And I'm honored. I am honored that this space has been created, that I have people that tune in and listen. I had a really good friend yesterday tell me how much he loved my last episode and I'm not sure if he realized that that was recorded in October, but it was just the inspiration that I needed to remember why I return to this space often and how healing it is for me to share my voice, to share my story and to be open and authentic and vulnerable about this journey of life that I'm on with you alongside of you. One of my favorite parts about sharing and connecting is that so many people reach out and can relate to what I'm growing through. Maybe they're in it with me or have been in it. And that's the special part of this human experience is that no matter where you are, No matter who you are, we all experience very similar things and we're a lot more alike than we are different. And that's a really big part of growing together. And I look at nature and how each tree is different and yet there's no comparison. They just grow together and it would be so divine if humans could do more of that and evolve and grow together without judgment and without comparison and I just wonder what life would look like if we just saw each other as another tree with their own unique characteristics and growths and just the being, the growing being that it is that we are. And so with that, I would love to ground down into the space with you and root down into the beings that we are and finding this rooting grounding energy as so important especially where I am it's the winter time and so we don't get to actually ground down very often into nature physically which is touching earth and grass or soil or sand Um, it's snowy (laughs) and we're not really putting our feet in it although I wonder what that would be like Um, so we get to use our mind eye our mind's eye to really root down and ground into that nature because there is so much healing power and source information available to us in the earth and a lot of us reach up high for answers and information and for guidance and you know our spirit guide and our unseen team and so much is above us and I believe that we forget to ground down through the bottom half of our body and through specifically our feet and our sit bones and from waist down we kind of just allow this to be moving parts of our body our legs just move our feet carry us and everything works as it should and hopefully and 
we just kind of allow it to be without really spending much time to bring our attention to it. So I invite you wherever you are at to get close to the bottom part of your body, the waist down, the sit bones, the belly space, the womb, the pelvis, the legs, all the way down into the feet, looking at your toes or feeling your toes, wiggling your toes. And if you're walking, just imagine every single step has this energetic connection to earth. Can you really bring that energy up into your body? And if you're moving around throughout your day in your home, can you imagine that as well? Or if you're seated driving, can you imagine the grounding connection of your body even though you're moving? And if you're with me and you're sitting and you're in a space of stillness, can you really bring your attention into your sit bones as I am seated cross-legged in a chair and just allowing my sit bones to be this plug and this connection into earth and it always brings me so much empowerment to connect to this source and remember how important it is to plug in because we are energetic beings we have resonance and energy and electricity really running through our bodies at all times which keeps us alive and we're just like anything else in our life that we charge and when we forget to come into this space of reconnection and recharging, then our energy is wiry and all over the place or depleted and at that very empty last line of energy when your phone or your computer is just at that red line. And so really allow yourself to come into this space and notice what it feels like to root down and be this plug in to our energy source. There's minerals and ions and all kinds of crystals and soils and life, including lava all the way at the source of the earth. So just taking your imagination into the earth and feeling through all that's alive within this source of our creation. And notice what that feels like coming back up into your body with this exchange Maybe you can imagine electrical current running in and out, through and through. Maybe you find a place of stillness and peace in the connection. Maybe you feel held and nourished, allowing this source to just feed you. And however that feels to you, you get to decide Take some deep breaths into this connection. Inviting new fresh oxygen and air in through the nose. And release something fully out of the mouth. Good. Invite new fresh breath all the way in. And release the air, stale, stagnant energy. No longer need thanking it, letting it go. Good, two more, invite it in, fill up, and let it go. Good, last breath here. And all the way out. Now I invite you to bring some breaths into your belly. Just opening and closing your belly, imagining that this is the source of the energy coming in through the body into the belly where we hold so much power and energy and creation, life and death and everything in between is constantly happening within the body as we cycle through cells and emotions, our intuitive voice are part of our mind and thinking brain and emotions really do live within the belly space. So as we invite new oxygen and allow ourselves to expand and contract into the belly space, we invite in all of this energy that gets to cycle through us and it actually helps bring us into more of a digestive rest and reset state. We hold our breath typically high in our throat and chest so bring it down into your belly 
Allow it to ground you here. Allow it to calm you into the moment. No matter what you're doing, you can find this space. At any time, you can create this awareness and this connection at any time. So just be here now. Be here with yourself. And I invite you to welcome all parts of yourself here, home to this space within you. I like to imagine my physical being reconnecting like puzzle pieces just that have been scattered all around. Just allow these puzzle pieces to come back in one at a time, completing you as the full complete human that you are. We scatter our energy all around as we interact with people, as we move through life, as we are on the internet, on our phones, our energy gets scattered all around. So allow it to come back here, right here, right now. Allow it to fulfill you. Allow it to help you feel connected, settled, and complete. Taking a few more conscious breaths here. Can you feel your energy center refilling? Can you feel that battery getting a little more full? Can you feel your cup starting to fill up? One of the most powerful parts about a stillness practice is refilling our own cup. Just notice if there's a bit of uncomfort in stillness, if there's a bit of monkey mind where your mental game starts to race. Notice if there's some peace and some contentment. And maybe it's a little bit of all of the above, oscillating in and out. Just keep coming back to center without judgment. Have compassion and grace for yourself that a stillness practice can be pretty foreign to a lot of us and it is a practice for a reason. And every time we show up, we're a little bit different. We're in a little bit of of a different state of mind, of being, of living. So again, welcoming yourself and meeting yourself exactly where you're at today without judgment. Just notice. And find gratitude. Find gratitude for who you are. For all that you've been through. For all that you've yet to experience. But mostly for the person you are right here, right now, in this exact moment. The more present we become, the more in tuned we are with ourself and our needs, the more we can face our shadows with strength, the more we can move through the darkness with grace, the more we can enjoy the light with joy and love, bringing the wisdom that is created through every step of the way to meet us in every moment, right here, right now, is that moment. We seek tomorrow often, and tomorrow never arrives because it's always today. How can you be in the today, the right here? Not future seeking, not past regretting, being so present with your exact moment, this exact time. Take a couple more breaths here. Just allowing all of these words and all of this guidance to resonate through your body, through your energy centers. You continue to fill up. Reconnect. Be the beautiful being of light that you are. Just makes me smile thinking about it. How precious it is to be gifted this time.
And may we not take it for granted. May we live for today, which doesn't mean enjoying every step of the way, which doesn't mean it being rainbows and butterflies and sunshine in every single moment. It means being exactly where you are, even if it's the depths of the dark. Can you be right where you are, right in this moment? And if your eyes are closed, start coming back into the room, back into light. If you're walking or driving, hopefully your eyes weren't closed. <laughs> There's a little birdie outside of my window, which is always so funny to see in the winter. Like, dude, did you miss your journey? Did you miss the bus? I thought birds all go south. Maybe there's winter birds. Oh, there's a bunch of them coming in. Wow. Oh, goodness. Thank you so much for joining me through that practice. I hope that you felt it within your own being and you were able to take some time to have a reflection of inner self and have a moment of self-care and fill up in this space and this time. I have been on quite the journey feels like a bit of a dark night of a soul has transformed through me in the last few months specifically in the last few weeks I have um, really experienced a darker heavier side of life something that I know is absolutely necessary as we transform through life what keeps running through me is this idea of death and rebirth and transformation and how it is this cycle and it's actually a constant cycle in little ways as our cells are constantly dying off and reborning reborning <laughs> being reborn which transforms us in every moment right we lose parts of our skin and our hair falls out and that is a, a version of death, of, of letting go, of allowing something to die off because in that way, in that moment, we get to create space, which is the rebirth, and then it transforms and it transforms into the new parts of us that are coming to life. And this happens in nature all the time. And then, of course, in the bigger picture, people leave this lifetime in the physical body in the form of death and I do believe that there's a rebirth in another lifetime and then that is a whole cycle of transformation in itself and where I'm at right now I feel like I'm coming out of a daze if you will a holidays maybe uh, it's late January and um, the holidays were really hard on me this year and hard on my family. It was just moving through a lot, a lot of emotions, a lot of um, health things are arising through us and for us and each of us individually are growing through our own peace and you know I think holiday can just be a really emotional time. I've lost multiple friends around the holiday and family members around the holiday and that can always just bring up so much emotion of that part of life that feels sad for the loss of that physical being you know of course we miss people I tend to miss my grandparents during the holiday and you know the the childhood memories we have of what holiday was and it feels so far from that anymore as an adult um, I actually tend to not really even enjoy it as much right now. Thank goodness for my little nephews because they certainly bring an aspect of light in their childlike experience and their curiosity and their excitement for what it is and what it is to them. And um, for me, it has just transformed so much through the years of feeling just like so much pressure. And, you know, it's really interesting because we're in the beginnings of winter as Christmas arrives, you know, the the winter solstice is December 21st and that symbolizes the shortest day, the longest night, so the most dark that we experience throughout the whole year and yet we're expected to be on and lit and joyful and cheerful and and in a place of gifting and receiving and 
you know, I am somebody that loves gifting and I'm somebody that loves um, a good gathering and a good connection. And it just feels like it is such a opposite of what we really could be doing at that time where it's feeling like a place of hibernation and deeper connection to self and more rest and you know the cozy comfort food is so wonderful but I just I really more and more feel the pressures of what the holiday is to be very overwhelming and each year I try and approach it with grace and gratitude and I try and find my grounding and you know I look back on the fall and I was feeling really proud of myself that you know, coming into my busy insurance season that I would have enough space and energy to run my insurance business while um, really stepping fully into Harmony as Harmony. My yoga studio was getting busier and busier. And then I ran a women's retreat in November and, you know, then stack holidays on top of that um, added with some what felt like crises happening in my personal life and um yeah I found a really dark heavy place within me I found myself in this moment of really what's feeling like burnout and what's feeling like a place of just complete collapse And that's really hard for me to admit and it was really hard for me to submit to what was going on because there's nothing harder than being required to rest and go within when it feels like there's so many moving parts in your life and it feels in a way like a defeat when you really have to and are forced to um, step back. I really had no choice to not honor my needs in that moment and um, that was a really hard thing for me in the last few weeks was recognizing that it was absolutely beyond time for me to go within and be in my own space and yeah I, I really believe that by me honoring that and listening to my needs that was what saved me in the last few weeks and I got to face a lot of what's going on within me and you know there's that saying that says um, there's the feather the the rock and the semi-truck right and so um, this saying is based on signs and you know the universe tickles you with a feather like hey <laughs> That, you know, something's out of alignment, like I'm going to give you a little tickle reminder, like keep, I'm, I'm giving you this moment to reflect and you keep pushing through and all of a sudden there's like this boulder, or this rock that hits you and oh, it's a little bit harder. It's a little bit of a, an oh my gosh moment. Like, hey, you haven't really, you're not honoring yourself. You're not slowing down. You're not taking the time to reset. You're not grounding your energy. You're not practicing what you're preaching. You're just pushing and pushing and pushing. Like, chill out. (laughs) And then when you don't listen, you get run over by a (laughs) semi-truck. And that's really such a great metaphor for how I've been feeling that, um, I listened and I saw it and I felt it and I would do my best in the moment to, you know, reset. Okay, I'm going to get back into my meditation practice. I'm really going to slow down. I'm really going to go within, but hold on. I have all these other things to do and let me try and carry this person and let me try and lift that and let me try and be the savior here and let me try and hold space for this other person and let me try and do more marketing for Harmony. Let me try and take on a new client. Let me try and be all the things and when you're all the things to everyone you really become almost nothing to yourself and I neglected myself for so long that I got run over by a (laughs) semi-truck and I was uh, flattened to the ground and it felt like a moment of death it felt like I was required to lay down like the amount of sleeping that I've done in the last few weeks and the amount of crying that I've done the amount of processing that I've done the amount of lessons that have flooded flooded into my life are beyond what 
I could have imagined. And, you know, looking back, I don't know honestly what I would have done differently. And I certainly don't have any regrets necessarily because I do believe that it is these moments that take us to this place of true emptiness. And it's almost as if you have to like empty out the bucket to clean it out, to refresh it. You know, my cup wasn't just empty. It was like maybe moldy and (laughs) just maybe broken. Like I feel like I might've had a leak in my cup for a minute and, you know, it just needed this like full empty moment to be cared for and to be seen and nourished and you know, there's a lot of talk about reparenting ourselves and gifting ourselves some of that nurturing that we know that we need and desire to to refill. And it's so easy to look for that in other people and expect other people to give that to us, like take care of me and be here for me. And yet, I know in my deepest being that me taking care of myself is the really only way for me to refill back into my strongest self. And this time it's going to take some time. Um, I feel like, like I said, I'm just starting to see the light. Like my energy is slowly coming back into me and, um, you know, like I am been looking back on the last few weeks and I'm kind of in awe that, you know, I've continued teaching yoga and, and showing up mostly because, you know, I have to, um, but allowing that to kind of be the bare minimum. And at the same time, I know that that is a part of my purpose because when I would actually get myself there, which was the hardest part, <laughs> and I say that in most classes, like, welcome to your mat. This is... The hardest part is showing up and getting up, you know, those early mornings where I have class first thing and it's negative 15 out <laughs> and I'm feeling empty and drained. Showing up was a huge feat and I would teach a class and I would receive some medicine there and then I would come home and, and sleep and refill and, you know, just starting this pattern and allowing that to be a part of my new routine, a part of my new ritual, um, guilt-free, which is a huge part of what is really eye-opening to me that there can be so much guilt in this self-care process. And I think a lot of the Western world sees that as selfish, right? Like, oh, you're just going to take care of yourself and you're going to let all these people around you not be taken care of and the answer had to be yes because it wasn't yes for a while and you know like that's not to say that I am this like big savior Uh, I think I try and be and and really I'm realizing more and more that's not my job and uh, that is a disservice to other people when I try and be that way and and I think one of my great lessons throughout this collapse of time has been that I get to be not only on this deep self-care journey um, but I get to really allow and surrender to the fact that other people are on their own journey in their own time and as painful as that is to see other people that you love and care about deeply um to see them be in such a place of self-sabotage and darkness um it is really hard to stand by and hold this life jacket that you know will help them and have them just flat out refuse to take it and struggle in the deep water um but until they swim towards the boat and get in the boat there's really not a lot that can be done and um the other option right is like diving into the deep water with them and then you're both drowning and that's what I felt like 
that's what I've been feeling like. And it was time for me to save myself because I knew that I had the ability to do that. And then at least I could be that pillar of strength with the boat ready whenever they are. And to have the faith that they will swim to the boat. And it's one of the hardest things that I've been through. Um, and to have it take me to such low a low place emotionally and physically and not saying that that particular thing is what drove me to this place of burnout of course it was an accumulation of things um it also has given me such a lesson in strength and in having the bravery and courage to be sovereign in my journey and to trust my own truth and to recognize that I can only save myself and that's just that's just the truth right like I can help and I can guide when a person is ready Um, but until then it's it's really their own journey and there are their own lessons there waiting for them. Like this has to be done for their journey, for their own strength. Because for me to carry them out of the water hinders their own growth. And so just reflecting on that and loving them from afar and allowing my practice to be continue to be from a place of love and care and you know like a part of me feels a a tinge of guilt that um, I have the ability to walk away and not have it drag me down um, any longer there is a, a, a small tinge of guilt because it just feels so opposite of what I want to do And I want to be the one to like stand by their side and swim next to them and be there and be there and be there. Um, But I, I am exhausted and I got exhausted and it's just bringing up a lot of truths within me um, that I'm learning about, especially in a place of boundaries, which I'm reading a book called Becoming the One and it's so powerful And last night she was talking about boundaries and just different signs that your boundary is weak in certain areas of your life, you know, emotionally and physically and family and work and relationships. And um, one of the one of those points that she brought to surface was that if you think you can save another person without them really wanting that and um, that's a huge break of boundaries like that's where you get to recognize your that's not your job and if it's pulling you to a new place of low then the boundary is weak and so the boundary gets to be built and to be stronger and and to protect your own self and to protect them and it's not a boundary as in a wall it's a boundary of love And it's a boundary that says, I care so much about you that I want you to be your best self, of course. And I care that much about myself as well that I want and desire to be my best self. And if we both get lost in the dark together, like where will be the light? Where will be the guiding light that we both need? And... I'm grateful that I have done so much of the work in the last few years and that I get to recognize this part of me that is a light for my own life and has the ability to be the light 
for others and, and be that strength. And, you know, that doesn't come from like an ego boastful place. It comes from a place of, of truly of loving people and loving myself and doing all of the activities that it takes and the rituals and the and the hard things right like changing habits and and really wanting to better myself in as many moments as I can that's where that light comes from and I desire to be that and what's coming to light is that you know the lighthouse doesn't go out into the storm into the ocean trying to find the ships the the lighthouse gets to be sovereign and strong and and just be the light and that's what I desire to be I desire to be this light oh. with the faith that that lost ship will find the light and whether it's my light or another light, um, that it will find the light. And I trust that and I know that. And so <laughs> clearly I'm <laughs> still working through a lot of this and it's just such an emotional time. For me, I feel like I am, yeah. I feel like I'm going through a big death of self in not a scary way, but in a necessary way that I am shedding the layers and going into the depths of the dark and the death of of ways of being, of ways of thinking, of patterns, of of a life of no boundaries, a life of, of trying to be the savior, a life of putting myself aside for others, a life of doing things that aren't in alignment with who I am. And I am slowly feeling the rebirth, although I think that I'm still underground (laughs) in this hibernation state. And, um, I get to be really patient with this process where, you know, you don't plant the seed and dig it up to see if it's growing. You just trust that you're in the dark for a reason and that you're germinating and that it's doing all that it gets to do to eventually break through the ground and find the light again and then grow and grow and bloom and yeah, of course I look forward to that because no one wants to be in the ground. It's cold. <laughs> it's dark. Um it's scary. It's lonely and yet it's so necessary. And I know that. And I trust that because I've been here before, not with these exact circumstances, but I've certainly been here before. And I've actually not been here before with the tools that I have and I'm not sure that in some of my past dark nights of the soul you know um, looking back on a few of them were my early stages of sobriety where I was really required to go within and um, just be with myself and be in that germination hibernation state and I think that I did a pretty good job you know of course you do the best you can with the tools that you have at the time and you only know what you know and obviously it was it was enough to get me through that time um you know the breakup of my engagement was so massive and so scary which was similar timing and um you know even though I sat with it and then 2020 happened so I didn't have a choice it was we were like isolated and um I was in it But this time feels different because I have a different set of tools. And I think that's what's really important about doing the work is that your tools continue to grow and evolve with you as the job gets different, right? Like if you're working a particular job and then 
you change locations and the job looks different. You need new tools, you need new supplies. And, and I'm meeting myself where I'm at and really inviting in the tools that I have. And um, one of them is trusting the process feels like a really big tool in this moment and allowing myself to rest guilt-free and um, doing better at asking for what I need and um, saying no when I need to has been a really big tool and I know that that's a part of boundary work and I'm proud of that even though sometimes the no is not honored which can be frustrating Um, I think boundaries are so new to all of us (laughs) I just like yeah I've set boundaries recently and the person just like absolutely didn't honor it and I'm like wait what (laughs) hold on no I'm like speaking my truth and you know of course like it's seen different from each perspective and it 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 was exactly what it needed to be um but it just makes me realize that it's going to take some practice to really to really lean in and trust and allow boundaries to be a part of my tools and not from a mean stern like f you boundary but from a like I love myself so much that I'm going to set this boundary and I hope that you not only honor that but you see that that's gives you permission to set your own boundary and that it might feel like it's hurting that person but at the end of the day it actually will be more helpful and supportive for both people or whoever's involved than having loose flimsy boundaries and everybody's getting hurt and no one's heard and you know the truth just is all over the place if anybody even knows what that is or looks like and you know there's just not that like solid foundation to grow a relationship from or to build your own relationship with yourself from if there are no boundaries and so I'm just really recognizing that um, that's a new tool to my tool belt that I'm going to be leaning into and I feel like I've been trying to lean into it for a while but um yeah it's getting there and just having my ritual and my practice and yeah allowing these tools to flutter in as as they need and owning them and embracing them and just finding so much grace for myself and so much compassion for myself and the journey that I'm on and um yeah I just I really look forward to where this grows and I also want to be exactly where I'm at because I don't want to bypass all the lessons that are here and I think that that's easy to do like well that was hard and that really sucked and so I'm going to get out of this as quickly as possible which is kind of how I've been feeling like when I I woke up today and had a little bit more energy than I've had in a long time and I was like okay let's do this I have like all these things and I just thought hold on (laughs) you don't have to hit the ground running at 100 miles an hour because you get a little bit of energy and I think that that's what I have done a lot of my life like get get to this place of complete depletion of battery and no energy left and take a little bit of time to fill back up like maybe a tenth of the way and that feels like enough um but then another burnout maybe not full burnout but energy depletion is right around the corner so what would it feel like to be slow and grow into this and just allow myself to take baby steps into the next steps and um release this idea that I'm behind or I'm missing out or I'm doing it wrong or you know I'm not doing enough and I think that that's such a programming that we've got to constantly be accomplishing and doing and and going and outputting 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 when that's just a recipe for another depletion, another burnout moment, another place of resentment, another place where I end up becoming this person that I know that I'm not and um, acting in a way and reacting in a way and just being impulsive and scattered and just it's too much. It's too much. It's too much. So my tool right now is um, going slow and continuing to be right where I'm at and completely trust the process and trust the universe and trust the guidance and really nurture my inner child 
who, you know, there's, I think that that's another part of holiday that parts of us can come up that feel wounded and, and never were really seen or healed. And, you know, it's no one else's fault because it's no one else's experience. And I think that like the phrase childhood trauma can be really triggering, I'm sure, especially for parents, um, because that kind of goes hand in hand. But what I'm learning about it is that we're all, we all have a wounded inner child. We just do. It's just a part of the process. And, and without that, we wouldn't learn and grow and open up to new ways of being and living. If we, if we have this mindset that everything was perfect and, oh, my childhood was great. And I had nothing like that to me tells me that there are some dark spaces that are being avoided. And when we avoid those spaces, we avoid true healing. And so to get really clear on what that looks like and, and really recognize like, wow, that part didn't feel great, or that moment was really hurtful. Or, you know, when you have a family where alcohol runs very deep, you know, there's, there's a lot of trauma in just having that major attribute to your family and to the dynamics you know when somebody is not in their clear state of mind for many many years it's traumatizing and it's not that person's fault and there's no blame to be had it's just a part of the of the journey and when we face it and we recognize like wow you know that moment was completely destroyed because of this or you know, wow, what they said to me at this time in my life has really stuck with me and has really hurt me and um, me recognizing it and being willing to face it and face that shadow allows the healing and you don't need the other person to heal that always, although I think that that can be a powerful part of the process, Um, but you can heal it within you and recognize that wasn't your fault and you don't have to hold on to that anymore and that doesn't define you. And so I just find that that will be a big part of my tools too, to realize that that those pieces are there for a reason and they're there for our guidance and for us to find deeper strength. And, and maybe it wasn't alcoholism, maybe it was a missing parent or, you know, maybe there was an early death in the family or, you know, maybe there was a lot of struggle or trauma or abuse or neglect you know there's there's all these pieces and your parent might not think that there was neglect maybe and you felt like you were alone a lot right like two things can be true at once and and remembering that it's your perspective and it's yours to have and when you own it and feel it you grow through it and it will be difficult and it should be difficult because that is a painful part of us and if you think about a you know a big wound on your arm it's painful and the and the healing is painful and the scarring is painful and then all of a sudden it's it's healed over time and over care and so we don't just ignore it right we tend to it and we we do the things that we know that will help repair that wound because that's a part of the healing process. And so um, I'm tending to some deep wounds right now and that doesn't make anything wrong or bad. That gets to be a part of my journey and a part of my story and a part of me growing into the woman that I'm continuing to grow into, especially as a person who desires to be a light in this world and you know, guide people through their own practices, like physically on the mat at my yoga studio and through this beautiful platform of sharing my voice and through interactions and and through whatever modality it may be. And it might even be, be just being myself. And I love to think that my actions and how I show up daily could inspire one person and that could bring out a light in them because they see a light in me and you know they move towards that lighthouse in the dark and um yeah what a journey (laughs) thank you for being here thank you for seeing my lighthouse thank you for being willing to open up and I know and trust that by you hitting play on any podcast and specifically on mine that you're 
you're growing and that you're willing to see yourself and and see that reflection and and open up to all that is and may you remember that the universe is constantly sending you signs and there's a a tickle of the feather (laughs) the boulder rock and the semi and I laugh because it's just so like when I look back I'm like oh yeah okay so you know maybe you don't completely listen to the feather but you see it and you're aware of it and maybe you can maybe you can catch yourself before the semi or you know maybe the semi is a necessary piece of your restart of this of this death and rebirth and transformation and I look forward to hopping back on here and and continuing to share this process with you and um, opening up as as I find this rebirth that I know is is close and is around the corner and maybe it'll be springtime that this is happening just so perfectly timed with with nature and and I know that I am in in the flow of nature and that she is me and I am her and and if I can trust and follow her process then I know that I will be supported and guided each step of the way and I feel really grateful that I have that that inner knowing and that deeper connection and may you find your own inner knowing and your own deeper connection and may you continue to ground your energy and and reset your physical being as often as possible and and refill and plug in and and set boundaries and whatever tools are necessary in your tool belt right now Um, may you allow them to serve you well and if a tool isn't working it's okay to switch it out (laughs) it's okay to buy a new one it's okay to throw it away if it's broken um, because you deserve to have the best tools in your tool belt for growth and and be scared and lean in and trust the dark because I know that the light is right around the corner. I know that it's there for you. So I hope you have a wonderful day and um, I look forward to talking to you soon. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Here We Grow. It would mean the world to me for you to follow, like, comment, and share this episode with someone you know who would also be inspired. Keep planting seeds and pulling weeds and growing towards the light.